Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. And this is the H&J Daily, featuring some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Mm. Well, A Dear England is a play that's at the National Theatre. It's all about Gareth Southgate and his rebuilding of the England team on and off the field. And James Graham, a very seasoned playwright and screenwriter, came into the studio to talk about it. He's written it's like Dear England. modern-day Shakespeare, Paul. He writes plays and plays about the times we're living in. Yeah, it's amazing. true. That's a high praise indeed. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we spoke to him. He was on good form. Uh, we also... Matt Goss was yeah, in with the best Goss. hat I've seen in my life. Matt Goss of Bross fame. Uh, he was talking about the, the, the virtues of uh, living in Las Vegas, yeah. which was interesting. And a bit of sport as well. Yeah, a bit of stuff. And a birthday spread, Birthday Paul. spread, yeah. Yes. We had a bit of a chat as well, didn't we? Did indeed. We had lots That's of right. nice stuff. Charlie's like remodelled himself. Got quite Elvis heavy. You like Elvis, you'll like today. Here it all is. <laughs> Good afternoon, Charlie. Let me just say, we are on YouTube. We as are we on were. YouTube. A number of you apparently yeah. uh, have been watching, so thank you for that. Uh, you do. It. Now, today, there's the added bonus of seeing Charlie's new look. Yeah. Charlie has a role, forthcoming role. It's not for a few weeks, Let's is talk it? About it's not for a few weeks, Paul, but I'm really drilling down on it. Yeah. You're, I'm really mean, giving it a good go. You've gone very method. Yes, Charlie, had, Charlie looked more like the Australian criminal chopper yesterday. That's yeah. been the look he's had recently, if you've yeah. seen it. The film with Eric Banny, you'll know what I mean. Yeah. But he, um, he, uh, I've, I've shaved it. I've done a Travis head because Travis head is Travis head. Travis head. If you've not seen the ashes this morning, he's accidentally trimmed his moustache. Wrong setting on the uh, on the trimmers. Yeah, I gave I gave the old beard a little trim earlier on, and I wasn't happy with how it was looking, Paul. So right. I thought I'll just go for a completely new look. Right, get myself ready for this part in a few yeah. weeks' time. Mm-hmm. And uh, you play. You, can we say you play the king of rock and roll? Don't you? Well, yeah, well, I mean, an impersonator. Look, I don't want anyone to get too excited. Excited about this? No, but it's good. It's, I mean, I know it's you know it's it's, it's, not... it's one scene in one thing. Yeah, you know, which my wife has, has told me quite a lot since I came downstairs, trying my best to look like Elvis. Yeah, you know, I don't know <laughs> if you've ever, ever heard the Shania Twain uh, that don't impress me much. Yeah, <laughs> what are you, Elvis or something? Yeah, you think you're Elvis or something? Yeah, and but then I do I, have new sunglasses and yeah. I put them on and they are actually. <laughs> Look at this now. This is for uh, the bad. If you're on the YouTube audience, only, you can see it. Um, it's Charlie, not bad. Charlie's going to. He's maintaining this Elvis look. He's playing an Elvis impersonator in a, in a, a TV series. Uh, We've got it going. Yeah, and We've it's, got it going. I, I, mean, I mean, I will say the later years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not the comeback special. The end, the, yeah, <laughs> towards the end. Yeah, and that's with right. The, yeah, with the um. Well, headf- Matt Goss is in later on. He's yeah, well yeah, connected in Vegas. Vegas. He get me. A, can you see you out there doing the trilogy? West Country, uh, West Country Elvis. I was thinking as a pension wow. plan. Be good. You know, glory, yeah. glory, hallelujah. I'd watch it. Yeah, be, that, nice, be nice, wouldn't it? People would want to go and see Wooden that. Heart. 
Yeah, that was it. I mean, I just want to be your teddy bear. Hey, wouldn't it just be like uh, the tribute to Elvis section of a Wurzel set, though? Wouldn't it really? Devonshire tribute act Elvis. Let's go with that, Paul. What are we going to call okay. it? We've we need some songs. It. We need we, we need, need to West Country um, up an Elvis got to think set this. list. Uh, so if yeah, you want to do that, we've got to think of a West Country Elvis. But it does lead us name. to ask the question. Have you ever kind of changed your look and why? Maybe it was like a fancy dress and yeah. you really committed to it and you thought, you know what, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to change my look. I'm going to remodel myself for a reason. We'd love to know why you did it, much as Charlie has. It's quite this good part. when you do it and you quite fancy yourself, is it? <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you what, I've, I'm on my journey and people have never been nicer. Really? Yeah, they've been letting me sit down. I probably feel sorts. a bit sorry for you. The Wonder of Bewed. Is that any good? For... Oh, no, oh, there we are. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's it. Yeah, yeah. We got that, haven't we? There we are. Yeah. Um, there we are. I'll, th- I'll think of we'll think just thought of the it, Paul. So, yeah. Yeah, you have, yeah, I'll keep the glasses on for a bit. Might take them on off um, when James Graham comes in. So, uh, smuggling something in. Oh, yes, after Just Stop yeah, Oil. Now, yeah, now Just Stop Oil. Although I understand, Charlie, you have joined Just I'm Stop gonna, Oil. I am joining Just Stop Oil. I agree with I agree with what they stand for. I like their methods. Yeah. But also, I am trying to get Taylor Swift tickets. Ah. So, it's they, your best way that in. seems the best way in. I'm finding this. It's like if you want tickets for anything, <laughs> join Just Stop Oil. I walked past Just Stop Oil and they said, do you want any spares for the Oval? Yeah. It's just the hard to get tickets. <laughs> they, can get, they can get it. If you, if Day you want four it, at the Oval when it. England wrap up that 3-2 uh, yeah, victory. Exactly. You want to be there, but it's going to be full of Just Stop Oil, isn't it, really? Because, yeah, orange uh, smoke everywhere. Yeah, it's going to be right. amazing. Well, they smuggled, um, they smuggled some uh, gold confetti onto yeah. uh, Wimbledon uh, courts yesterday. In, in a um, jigsaw box. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, they bought the jigsaw. And a jigsaw as well was in there, is it? Um, was a jigsaw in there? I don't know. Oh, 22 no. quid uh, from uh, the Wimbledon... It's not oh, cheap, the old right. Wimbledon oh, shop. Oh, right, OK. So if Lisa, we're going to have a chat with Lisa Rose Sullivan later, who's at Wimbledon Force. I wonder if she has a little mooch around the old Wimbledon club shop and oh, sees yes. what they've got. I, I'll tell you where you can buy a designer bucket hat for 135 quid. At Wimbledon? Uh, Alcaraz was 135 quid. For the, for the bucket. That's a lot. That's a lot but uh, anyway, we're asking the question, uh, Elvis Pasty. That's quite Elvis oh, Pasty. Well good. done, well done, Louis. I'll yeah, tell you what, this is going to take mate. shape. If anyone wants to book it yeah. for their this summer is, season well, anywhere. Or you could go out with Plastic Elvis, Tim Vine, oh, you yeah, two together. I forgot, I forgot Tim did it already. It's a different, yeah, it's a different yeah. act, isn't Elvis it, really? Pasty, You give yeah, it that yeah. you, Maybe you could just start the West Country gigs. So, um, yes, smuggling something in, within reason, Obviously, we don't mean into Belmarsh, for goodness sake, and we don't want to know the method you used. But um, we want to know... You t- <laughs> yeah, blimey, OK. It's taking a that's turn, a, this show, Paul. I think it... That's a, yes. OK, okay well, that's, yeah, yeah. that's just 6.6-inch screen on a Samsung. How did you... <laughs> anyway, um, do, let us, do let us know how you smuggled something in. I mean, so, yeah. you know, on the, right, on the right side of the law, is the point is because they, they got that in in a... Uh, in a yeah, in a, yeah in bloke a behind me. At Lord, you can take booze in, but people still... They still smuggle more than you're allowed in. Right, bloke yeah, like got a his bottle of wine in each pocket. He got his water bottle out, but one of those metal ones out the other day, it was full of port. Oh, port. Full of <laughs> the way you said that, there's an Elvis song with that word in Full it. Full of port it was. He had a yeah. big glass of port behind me, next to the bloke with the brie wheel. Wow. I mean, I think people... Talking just... of that, have you seen this new craze? I was reading about this. I don't know if this is going to take us anywhere, but um, have you ever had anything thrown at you when you've been on stage, Oh, yes, Charlie? of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you know what? I mean... Oh, um, people... Well, people bring pasties to my tour show. Oh, do you know they? I'm throw... on tour, Paul. And they throw pasties? 24-hour pasty people. They don't throw them, they bring them and they leave them on stage for me. Very, very Just nice. Sort of sitting there. Yes. Do oh, it. Okay. If you want to come to the autumn leg of the tour, do turn up. 
Well, we've got, we've got a West Country sale. corner coming up, although oh, I feel like we've already done it. Yeah. But there is suspicious a, Minds. Tin Minds. Suspicious Tin Minds. That's very suspicious. nice, Nigel. Thank you, Nigel. Well done, Nigel. Yeah. In the Jethro. In the Jethro. In Paul Peril. <laughs> yeah, a couple of options there. Craig, the Arsenal fan. Yeah, in the Jethro from uh, Wayne. Suspicious Tin Minds, Nigel in Wolverhampton. Thank Thanks you, for Nigel. all of those. Very nice. Very New good. craze. Gen Z craze, we're told oh, in the yeah. papers is throwing objects on stage, weird objects on stage at singers. Oh, that's a nice And idea. Pink, she's had, um, she's also had, she's had a wheel of brie thrown at her. Has she? Somebody, yeah, like really? a discus, thrown on like a discus. <laughs> There's a picture of her holding it. It's a really big one. Yeah. It's a massive wheel of brie. She, she caught it. A pink. It'd be beautiful if she <laughs> caught <laughs> Both hands. Johnny Bairstow wouldn't have caught it. Yeah, no, well, more on that in a moment. Actually, um, it might have been if it was a wheel of brie. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll accentuate the positive uh, with okay, uh, Dean yeah. Wilson from the Mirror shortly, sure. but we will touch on Johnny's uh, couple of drops this morning. But, yeah, the other thing somebody threw at which was a bit odd, was a bag of ashes. Oh, Fan man. threw oh, a bag dear. of bag of ashes. Oh, now dear. Pink's road crew. Play for it every year again. <laughs> Wait until they get on the Australian leg of their tour. But anyway, I'm not sure where that leads us, but uh, what, you, are, yeah. what did you have thrown oh, at? That feels like a Charlie's choice. Tom Jones used to get. Oh, yeah, we know. What did you have thrown at you, it's good, Paul? What did you have thrown Don't at you? Don't have to just be on stage. What yeah. was thrown at you? What did you have, brilliant. What did you have thrown at you? Uh, yeah, okay. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. I told you earlier on about this new craze of uh, going to gigs and throwing mm. unusual items uh, at the stars who are on stage. Uh, with Pink, the singer Pink, getting a wheel of brie, giant wheel of brie thrown at her. <laughs> Gee, there's a picture of holding it looking quite nonplussed. Yeah, I, can't, I, I don't put the two together. No, I'm honest, that's no. true, but uh, we just wondered what you'd had thrown at you. It's yeah, that kind of day. all sorts, yeah. And I went to Fort Aventura, me and the kids went to the zoo. I was terrorised. I was terrorising a baboon. That's not a nice thing to do. As I walked away, he started throwing bananas and apples at me and, and basically flashed him. Well, you deserved it, Craig. Oh, yeah, Stop yeah. terrorising baboons. Uh, ben, the Huddersfield fan in Aberdeen, whilst at school, I was walking by uh, the main building with my best friend. Yeah. We heard a shout from the window and looked up. A moment later, he was hit squarely in the face with a peach. I still acknowledge the accuracy of that throw today. Well, absolutely fantastic. Nice one. Just well, keep those coming. On his face. Keep those coming. Talksport.com forward slash H&J. <laughs> Text to 81089. Tweet to uh, TS. H and J. Well, uh, dear England, uh, the play inspired by Gareth Southgate's uh, England side has been getting rave reviews at the National Theatre, and we're delighted to say uh, the writer of the play, James Graham, has joined us in the studio. Good to see you, James. Hi, hey, James. How are you doing? All right. You must be chuffed with how it's been received. Yeah, relieved. You normally just think, mm. oh god, I just want to get away with it, and um, and uh, you know, like the idea of putting sport and particularly football on stage. Mm intimidated us all as a writer as a cast um, as yeah. choreographers but um but no we're so um obviously the hope was always you know everyone knows there were sometimes cultural barriers to people going to see a play to get into a theater and we really wanted to appeal to a new audience yeah. and it's great that they're coming you look around the theater and there's lads in their club football tops and, and and kids and parents and it's yeah it's really brilliant we're really happy as a, as a writer you are often inspired by sort of real life events we've seen it with sort of this house and ink and with quiz and mm. stuff so what was it about this when did this first start to take shape as you become are you a big football fan yeah i mean a, a big england fan yeah and yeah. I, I i like as a dramatist who really likes to put you know politics and social issues on on stage and i really enjoy national institutions like parliament and we quiz that was a coughing major scandal on who wants to be a millionaire mm. so i look at television and the media the england team is you know it, it impacts all of our lives it mm. shapes part of our narrative and our sense of our our, our national story and 
I think around two, around 2018 when Gareth took over, and we all remember what he inherited in 2016. We were at our lowest ebb. We just yeah. lost to Iceland. Sam Allardyce had yeah. his one single game, and then this guy comes in um, and and just transforms, but not just transforms the results. What excited me as a playwright was he transformed the culture, yeah, like yeah. the mm, feeling genuine. of the team. And I was like, how does someone do that? How does someone walk into an organisation, particularly as old as the England football team, 150 years of history, uh, and transform it? And, and obviously, you know, iconically breaking that penalty curse in Russia against Colombia and the yeah. fact that it was Gareth Southgate that did it, considering his history and his personal trauma for a play that felt like really meaty stuff. I think what's impressive as well is you, the, the the plays you write are often recent history. You know, you don't you don't put much hindsight between you and what you're writing about, which is mm. does that add more pressure? It does, but it also electrifies it as well. I mean, I, I do TV and film, and obviously the, mm. the way that, that you produce those things, it means there's quite a long gap between getting the idea and that hitting your screen, whereas because theatre is live and because you're working on it right up until opening night, you can mm. be making changes, you can be learning things you learn from the audience. So I think that's theatre's responsibility, actually. If you're going to get people in a room, in yeah. a physical place, it feels like it has to speak to the world. But yeah, it's also like really scary. So we programmed the play before the Qatar World Cup, so I didn't quite know what my ending was going to be. Yeah. We had this three-act okay, structure, yeah. Russia, the Euros, and then Qatar. And I was, I, and I thought, I kept saying to the theatre, oh, it doesn't matter, whatever happens, it'll yeah. be perfect. It'll be the perfect ending. And I, even I admit, going out in the quarterfinals, I was like, oh, God, Did what does that mean? Did you not just write pen in pencil penalties? Exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please, just please end on a penalty. And of course, yeah. unfortunately yeah, for all yeah, of us, the yeah. pain, I, I got that. And, and the idea of, without being really pretentious, the idea of Harry Kane sort of mirroring the path of his, his, of, yeah, his, yeah, of his mental, yeah. but why, why I think it's an optimistic ending is because unlike what Gareth went through, get, getting very little help, getting vilified in the press, uh, when, by the time we got through the horror of those three penalties misses at Wembley to Harry Kane's miss, it felt like something had shifted. We mm. weren't as cruel, we were more tolerant, we were more confident in ourselves. We were really proud of these boys. We really like mm. these lads, they're yeah. incredibly likeable. So I think that work that Gareth has done, not just on the culture of the team, but on our culture as fans, something shifted. Definitely. I wonder how different it would have been had Sam kept the job. Mm, what what yeah. Dare England would have been yeah. like with... It would be different casting, I would imagine. Uh, it would be, yeah. It would be stretched Joseph Fires a bit. Yeah, I don't know who that would be. Um, get on the pies, it'd be all right. Yeah, have um, have the, the, the sort of main protagonists in the play, the players and, and, and Gareth, come to see the play? Have you had any feedback from yeah. them? No, no, yeah, they're, they're really generous in giving me access. I spent some time at St George's Park. Um, Gareth gave me some of his time just so I could research, and I met loads of different people from like the Kit Room Boys and, and things, and just to get a sense of what that organisation is. Uh, but they haven't come yet. I think he's he sent some of his friends, and and we've, we've had the legacy players come, like people like Ian Wright and Gary yeah. Lineker have popped in, and they're feeding mm. back. I think like really understandably, he, he, the idea because he's because so much of his success is around storytelling himself. He's a really good storyteller and they, he talks and the players now talk in terms of owning the narrative and not being burdened by the history and writing a New England story. I think because he's still doing the job, it yeah. wouldn't necessarily be sort of helpful for him to come and see my version of his story. I, I hope if we keep going and we keep running for a couple of years, he might come when, when the job's over. But well, well, Gary Lineker has a play about him, doesn't he? An, an evening with Gary yeah. Lineker, yeah. Arthur Smith and Chris England. Mm, yeah. And I was trying to think, there aren't many great football players. I think that's a great play, actually. The, the um, Zaga yeah. was probably the original back in the day yeah. in the 60s, which was a fever pitch, became a one-man play. I saw that in Edinburgh once. Oh, yeah, yeah, There's yeah. The, the change room, but that's rugby league. Um, yeah. that's, that's the run over 
royal court. Obviously, play. there's films like um, yeah. Damned United and things, but yeah. Yeah, you don't it's often actually tough. see. For obvious reasons, because bless them, these are actors. You don't often see the actual sport because how can we possibly replicate that yeah. great athleticism that is yeah. that is football? So I think it's about finding a different angle. So obviously, a lot of my plays about the backroom and about the philosophy yeah. and how do you come up the as as they did in the England camp. They spent a lot of time sat in chairs watching videos about na- our national history yeah. and talking about our relationship to the flag and what that means. Um, talking about racism, talking about identity mm. and all that stuff, and then of course. I think the theatrical gift that we have um, is, of course, the penalty, which mm. is which is theatre, uh, and we have these great um, choreographers who've managed to sort of find a physical language on stage with the actors about what that mainly like what that feels like to walk up to that spot on mm. your own to leave your team behind you to have that relationship with the keeper, look at the ball and everything that, that that walk away and then run up. I think that is inherently theatrical, and we all. We all love it and hate it, a penalty shootout. Did you take one at St George's, James? Did you get a chance oh, to take yeah. a penalty? That would have been quite helpful. No, because I, I was trying to keep my dignity, actually. So <laughs> I thought I, I really wanted, to, I wanted these guys to respect me, so I thought that wouldn't be... Um, but actually, I, we talked, yeah. we had players come into the rehearsal room, actually, people like Lee Dixon, mm. um, and talk with the, the actors just about what that feels like and what's going on in your head and what makes a good pen and what makes a bad pen. We did a lot of the science, we did a lot of the stats. Um, and it's thrilling, like, there is, there is the science and the... Um, the psychology around a penalty, I do find sort of yeah. inherently fascinating. There aren't many aspects of our life where you have to make a decision, left, right, up, down, hard, soft, and the outcome of that decision can not just affect you, but can affect the the, the story of a nation. Yeah. Like how different would the England football team be if, if some of those results had been different? When you cast it, did you did you talk? Did it matter whether they were football fans or not? They had a feel for the game. As, as it I, don't it always, I don't think it always matters. It helps, and hmm. and and luckily most of our, our lads are really into it. And and um, but I, I'm a firm believer that if you're acting, then you can learn and transform, and and actually some distance from 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 it is really helpful. But we had yeah, we did we did a, the first two weeks of rehearsal was around a table with our twenty something cast, Good. watching videos and doing interviews and research it wasn't like thanks for your speech now can you do 20 20 keepy ups yeah. exactly <laughs> although they did do that like i've never i've never been to into a theater dress into a theater rehearsal room that smelled so much of testosterone oh, yeah. and sweat yeah. it was like the, yeah, it was a, yeah, 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 yeah 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 and how much assumed knowledge is there james i mean if you come along if you go along to it and you're not really a football fan you're just somebody who likes theater and, and just enjoyed your previous work I mean, this is a talk sport audience, so most of them will be into sport by yeah. definition. But if you're not a sports fan, you know, can you still take a fair bit from it, you hope? Yeah, that's really? a really good question. Yeah. And I thought about that a lot. There's, there's no, there's no, I mean, I didn't really grow up with theatre in, in my life growing up in, in Nottingham. And when I discovered it through like going to the pantos and things, it transformed me. Um, but I, I, I accept that um, there's, there's theatre fans who know nothing about football and football fans who maybe feel uncomfortable at the idea of going to a theatre. So my job was to, to blend those two worlds. Mm. So absolutely, I don't think you need any knowledge of um, of Gareth, of those tournaments, of the history of the team, because our job is to open that up and make it... And in a way, almost, you do, as a writer, you do all the research, you do all the meetings. Ultimately, eventually, though, you have to start treating it almost like it's a fictional story yeah. and going, what would what makes this a good story in terms of beginning and middle and end, the themes, the character, character arc, what do they learn? So, no, in a way, and we've had, like, Americans come into the audience and go, okay. who is this Gareth Southgate? And yeah. he, he sounds great. Uh, and they have known nothing at all about 
Eric Dyer and Harry Kane and why would they? But but they're watching a, a story. Yeah, but they won't know who Romeo and Juliet are exactly. until, until they until they watch the play. Hundred yeah. percent. So, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so actually, a lot of them are this time watching. Who do they play for? <laughs> <laughs> Verona FC. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so uh, quiz, which was started out as a play, transferred to TV, which was brilliant with uh, Michael Sheen and Matthew mm. McFadden. Is there any chance? I mean, this, I, from what I understand, I'm yet to see it myself and Charlie, but I understand it's beautifully staged. Does it feel just like a stage entity, or could you see it transferring to TV, uh, dear England? Dear England, um, yeah, we are. We we've already had lots of interest from from right. TV broadcasters about is it a, can it be a film or a TV series, and I would love to explore that. I think um, uh, you know that would reach a, a much wider audience, and and uh, but I, I guess I I think there's something incomparable about the live experience, a bit like. A bit like football, you know, you can watch it at home or in the pub, but there's something about the collective experience of being surrounded by people yeah. that that transform it transforms it as an experience. And I think being live in the theatre um, is is where you should watch a play and watch a watch a story. So I would rather spend a couple of years taking it out on tour, taking it on the road, move it to the West End, maybe take it to America before we start thinking about. And that the other TV. thing is, of course, there's, there'll be another European Championship while yeah, that goes yeah. on. So yeah. it's script. Are, yeah. you, are you going to? Are you going to try and do that? Things could happen to those it, yeah. players and those, or, or is it going to just be a moment in time? Is it a time capsule, really? I think if, we, if we're still winning this time next year, it would be great to somehow capture that, yeah. that whatever happens. But ultimately, I I think the story in and of itself is a self-contained story. Mm. How how Gareth transformed the team and and. I guess at the end when, you know, in our play, Gareth is holding Harry Kane in the dressing room after he has that miss in a way that no one really held yeah. him after his miss. And I think almost in a way, even if we win in Germany or win mm. in America, that to me is the story. It's like an origin story for what is possible in the future. Yeah. How often do people go, here, James, you should... Right, when he plays about that. Yeah, just about... <laughs> All the time. And you would, you would think it's annoying. It's not. I just steal stuff. It's brilliant. Like yeah. people, People's lives, people's stories are, are yeah. amazing. And that's why it's great to be on social media. Whenever anything political happens, people go, you sharpen yeah. your pencil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's about finding... For me, it's not about chasing the news. I can't do what you guys do. Theatre shouldn't always be reacting. It does need a breath mm. and to try and yeah. become a metaphor. So it's about finding interesting stories and in institutions and worlds. So how long is it running at the National Four Jones? We're going until August the 11th uh, and then watch this space for hopefully a future life fantastic, fantastic. well it's been lovely to meet you you too um, thank you thank you very much for coming in today and we wish you well with it cheers thank you, thank you. so dear England at the National and I'm sure we'll be heading to the West End and on tour as James said uh, if you can't get into town to see that but uh, yes uh, Matt Goss joins us in the studio very shortly the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast game uh, on the show and in life called lookalike cricket where yeah. you get in the crickets on today where you get you know runs for the quality of a lookalike yeah and uh matt goss has joined us in the he's studio just scored a six, and he's just scored a, a four bordering on a six good afternoon matt good to see you is that good yeah oh, it's, it's a really very good, good one yeah, i'd yeah. not noticed it um yeah, the minute you say it paul oakenfold <laughs> you do like oakenfold yeah there we are. I mean, you we'll look take like when he's had a few drinks. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been we've been doing Elvis pasty. We've been doing all day. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Charlie's yeah, playing a, an Elvis impersonator in a t- in a TV show, which is why he's he's modelled. That is Current not his look. normal look. I mean, that is some proper Barnet in it. Yeah. It's, not nice. it's, it's looking good with the side. He's put the glasses on. Put, put, the, the, gla- put, put the glasses. You like you like me, Nan. Put do the, your bit. Put your 
Take your glasses do, do your off, dance. Boy. Or put the glasses do your dance. on. Look at that. There we are. It's, oh, it's like, it's like he's back, there. isn't it? We're going to be talking about Vegas. not how I thought I would meet. I'm getting emotional. I know. It's like, if you took him to Vegas with you and you go, I'm going to cry. Good to see you. Nice to be here. Did you get me a gig in Vegas, Matt? You get him on your undercard. They've got plenty of Elvis tribute acts there, have they? Yeah, they've got, plenty. They've got yeah. enough. Yeah, let's just put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Funny enough, they haven't. They don't, that's no not what they're looking no for. No one's interested in Vegas for Elvis tribute acts. The greatest, Elvis, the, the greatest Vegas album of all time yeah. is Sinatra Live at the Sands. Live at the Sands. Uh, that's that's the, my that favourite top three That album. is the greatest album, I think, of do, all time. Do you know why it's so good? Is because you actually get to hear his skill and yeah. how funny he was, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And that's good evening, salute. Yeah. Ten dime. Welcome to Jilly's West, where the elite meet to eat. And if I rhyme that, this'll be a barn in the morning. You sound it's like that, you sound it? Ali. Yeah, yeah. Muhammad Ali, yeah. So you yeah, sound I like Muhammad like Ali and all that Elvis. I don't do he's, impressions. When he's drunk, yeah. yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you live in Vegas now, man? Uh, I've just left. It's the last seven days I'm officially a, a resident back in London. Oh, so wow. central London. I'm really happy to be back, yeah. yeah. And how many years had you been there? 420 <laughs> years. No, 11 year residency. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it was, it was a beautiful experience and uh, proud to be ambassador for Vegas and just... Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's my dad's best mate lived there for years, and um, it's it's it must it's kind of an odd place to live. It's, it's a destination that people want to go to, and they love going there. But they go in and they go out. They probably have return visits, but certainly if they like to gamble and they like the shows. But is it a kind of odd place to live? No, not at all. I lost my mum, and my stepdad. I kidnapped my stepdad and said, "You're living with me now." Right, <laughs> and it was the most peaceful city I've ever lived, and I've lived all over the world. But it's. It's it's incredible community, two point eight million people. So it's like comparing London really to Oxford Street. It just mm. you can't. So it's mm. it's you know there's a strip and it's incredible. Like anything, I mean, I think the most world class entertainment, food, um, but outside uh, Vegas, you got like Red Rock Canyon hiking. You got the Hoover Dam. You got the Grand Canyon. Mm. You take a chopper there and land in there and just hang out. Um, and then, I mean, it's just, you know, you two open up the new biosphere, like the big, biggest mm, uh, yeah. LED screen on Earth. It's just, I mean, everything is just larger than life. But the sense of community there is just really, really beautiful. Good people. Good people. Yeah. That's interesting. Andre Agassi is the only sports person I know who's who was from Las Vegas. Yeah, from Las Vegas. From his, his dad, if you read his book, his dad bought a house with a, with a, with a backyard just yeah. big enough for a tennis court. And uh, made him play tennis every yeah. day in the in the in the back. Uh, There's a lot room. of people who moved there. Like yeah, Nicholas Cage came to my show. He lives there, and mm. um, you know, just all the big entertainers. We all got houses yeah. there, and just you know, really good yeah. community. How did that change of career come about then? Yeah. For me, it wasn't a change of career. It's still mm. singing, still doing what I love to do. Well, it's it's different, just, different sort of music, <clears> maybe. Yeah, I feel that. Like what happened is I I made a, a song called Evil, did a video, and then George Maloof. Uh, the then uh, only family-owned casino left in Vegas at the Palms said we'd like me, they'd like me there at the casino. So they called me up, and said, "Can you come and have a meet with us and, and our family?" And I said, "Yeah, when?" They said, "Tomorrow." I went, "All right." I was in LA, so yeah, yeah. sent a jet, went over there, yeah. met uh, Michael, the director of entertainment, and uh, had a great meeting. Went back to LA, didn't hear anything for about two or three days. And I was like, "Not not normal to not hear something after a couple mm -hmm. of days." And I said, look, I will be taking your watch if I don't get this gig because we made that deal. Yeah. And he goes, I oh, know, no, no. no. So anyway, next day he called me up. He said, I've got good news and bad news. I said, what's the bad news? He said, you're not getting my watch. Welcome to Las Vegas. And then oh, fantastic. that was it. And with nine months after starting a residency at the Palms, 
um, I moved to Caesar's Palace. Wow. Yeah. And was it was it just kind of a word of mouth thing? People would come and they'd enjoy the show and they'd tell their friends and then it just kind of got bit... Or was it a lot of expats at first? Did you see yeah, a lot? Yeah, you'd be surprised how many yeah. Brits came to see me. Mm. I mean, it was roughly about one Wembley every month, wow. equivalent of... So for 11 years, so a ton, ton of Brits came to that show. And um, anyone listening that's been will tell you it was a really, really good time. Um, but after 10 years, I was like, okay, I've made a decade as a headliner on the strip. I wanted to do another year, and that was the toughest year for me because I just felt like I needed to come back here and mm. actually dig into the industry here. And I want to be included in the in the industry in, in, in my country, you know. So um, that's why I'm here. What did, you, what did you miss most about not living here? People laugh at the simple things, but when you're not here, like black, a black cab, for example, getting into a black cab and knowing you're safe, and you know, if you do fall out, they then they'll escort you to your front door. <laughs> what I mean, but it's just there's something about the simple stuff, like mm. um, the architecture, um, good grub, a, a pint, and a bag, a bag of crisps. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. just simple stuff. Um, even watching, you know, a game, and, and in, in when you're watching sports, I was there for 25 years, so you end up losing your connection to t a team, and you yeah. end up watching the premiership just for the sake of it really yeah so you just take on a different a different thing and since i've been back meeting tony adams and you know were you an arsenal fan then um i think being a londoner again if you're truth really truthful when you're growing up you have to be an arsenal fan when you're in london well, it's just i'm a tottenham fan <laughs> so i would beg to differ well i feel like it's when you're when you're in the states again like north and yeah. south divide really like you're watching a london a london team playing mm -hmm. anyone else you root for the London team because London suddenly shrinks drastically when you're in mm. when you're living in America. So you tend to root for your. But even when Man United is playing, you're and they're, you know, in yeah yeah in Spain and they're playing, you're just you want you still root for them. It's just because you're abroad. Yeah. So it's a different thing. It's an it is a expat kind of perspective. You just root for your country, whatever they're doing. And I will never miss an England game. Um, in fact, my showroom at Caesar's Palace, um, we always did an ice sculpture of the, of the World Cup and. You know, and anyone that was playing would have that beer from that region. All oh, right. You know, oh, okay. so yeah, it was yeah. really good. Like, so they would have like authentic beers and food from that from that from that country in mm. my in my showroom. Um, I, I saw mm. you. I thought I saw it was a tweet or something. I saw about uh, Glastonbury. You were watching Glastonbury and saying mm. you enjoyed it. You'd like to play it. I mean, I don't know if that's true or not. But would there be any chance of of Bross playing it in that legend slot? You think? Well, it's it's nice that that's naturally kind of happening, and people saying, "Why don't you?" Do? And I think there's a there's a big chance if that was it. I think that would be. We don't want to dig into the nostalgic side of things in our life. We're both contributors to pop culture, mm. and we want to continue that. So, if we were able to, we want to both get back on stage and. And do stuff like that, and write a new record, new new music, and the hits. Yeah. But yeah, we're we're more interested in continue to contribute, like you guys are. You're not, you know, I'm sure you wouldn't want to just live off one one part of your career. It's like the same for me. Is, you know, that's why even Vegas is an extension of my career. It's not it's not a reinvention. Yeah. I think musically, I mean, you've always been a really great singer. You know, thank uh, you. Mate. And and you come you come out of the eighties, and I think that eighties eighties the eighties music is is an era where you actually had to really be able to do it, yeah. really be able to do it live as, as yeah, well, well and, yeah. and, and do it on, on records and in front of people and not as much computer uh, uh, stuff then either at all. And 
So I think you see now the, the 80s acts are still out there and they're still going and they're still doing it to a really, really high level. Um, and, yeah, I, can, I mean, you can, that Rick Astley slot, you know, you can really see. If Rick Astley, Rick Astley did the, the Smiths with, with, with Blossoms, yeah. who would you do, Matt? You to be you, I love, I'm, a, I'm a soul boy. I'm mm. a, like Stevie mm. Wonder, um, yeah. like Superstition and all oh, that stuff. Yeah. I love, like, real, you know, those kind of bangers. I love that. Yeah. I'm an absolute soul boy through yeah. and through, so... Some soul, yeah. just some real big like Motown soul records. Yeah, but I have to, I have, to have a fight with my brother mm. first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you? He's are a rocker. You, are you two uh, good at the moment? You and Luke? Um, not really, to be honest with you. I mean, we've. It's hard going to doing interviews, and and it's hard to fake it after what you're like. No, I haven't spoken. To, we haven't spoken in about four or five months. Mm -hmm. and, um, but I think you know that's part of being in in a family you know yeah. we are we're so dysfunctional in in many ways and like many families even people listening now that have their siblings there's something about siblings that can push buttons mm. that if your mate yeah. did that you'd get a baseball bat out and just be like <laughs> but with yeah. your family you're just mm. like why but i'm at that point i'm like yeah. why you I'm know please you brought it back to sport yeah well, I hope, that's that's brothers, that's yeah, brothers, yeah, that's yeah. twins, sure that's brothers. That's all, yeah. it's all those I things, it. isn't it? You know, I, yeah, I, I'm sure. I want to just jump on stage all over the world, and we sold records all over the planet, yeah. and I just want to get out on stage and have a laugh of him more than anything. Just have a laugh yeah. and make music. No. Have you yeah. watched the Wham documentary yet? No, yet. No, it's I've so seen Andrew Ridge looking very smart and mm. and and. Yeah. Fabulous, but your, no. your documentary broke the mold. It was fantastic. Thank you, it? you mate. Know, yeah, really, yeah. really great. Did you, um, what did you make of it when it was made? I mean, did, were you pleased with it? I think being in this business, you you tend to get represented by a sound bites can get a little bit frustrating if it's not mm. in con if there's no there's not context behind that comment, and it's an edit and it cuts either side of it. You you go all right, well, funny comment. But I think overall, I'm very proud of how honest it was and how brutally painful it was in places mm. with between me and my brother but um i i, I kind of want to do another one with luke to, to make new music and get that process because if you thought it was hard making a doing it a gig or two gigs at the o2 mm. um i can't imagine what it'd be like making a new record but we both really want to do new music because we're both very passionate people, so I can imagine it would be mm. powerful, a powerful record. Yeah. Well, they call it in uh, football, issuing a come and get me plea. So yes. if uh, Michael or Emily Evis are listening yeah. this afternoon, um, that's I, a come I, and get me plea I can for, see ne an, for next an, an year. An afternoon of Marvin Gaye, Tammy Terrell covers with somebody. That'd yeah, be, that'd be good. all day long. Great, I love you know, it. Donny Hathaway. Yeah, 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 yeah great. But yeah. Sam Cooke thrown in yeah. there. Our I green. can see that. I can see yeah. that, yeah. It's well, great. lovely to see you, Matt. And, and you, too, mate. Uh, you leave us with, uh, people should go and check. If they've not been to Vegas, they should yeah. They should go and check it out. In, in 100%. Vegas is... doesn't I, help that no one, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yeah, that, yeah, that doesn't help. No one ever feeds back. Yeah, the the Vegas tourist board does it. I think it's really becoming like the holiday destination. I think it's such an incredible place to visit. There's so much to do. I'm super proud of being an honorary Las Vegas. Matt Gosteon is officially on August 8th. Oh, it's wow. also my oh, mum's wow, birthday. Really? A yeah. day? You have a day? Oh, wow. I do have a, I have a day. Wow, which that's is amazing. Yeah. Matt Gosteon. Yeah. Fantastic. What happens on Matt Gosteon? Uh, People... You can't really talk about it. It's in Vegas now. You can't really talk about it. You go through customs and eat some gross bottle tops and some bandanas. That is one thing. If any beer company's watching, I want to do a commercial, get rid of the gross bottle tops and say that's a proper beer, but it's got to be an English beer. What a good idea. There's a lot of come and get me, please. Well, good to see you, Matt. Come and get me. I like that. You could do well in this. Thanks for popping in. My pleasure. Thank you the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Um, we're looking for um, Charlie's building a new set. He's going out as uh, Elvis Plasty, Elvis the West Pasty, Country yeah, Elvis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's he modelled himself on Elvis for a forthcoming TV part. You'll see it on TV. It's yeah, quite. Well, we won't go into too much. Unless TV. it hits the cutting room floor. Port. No, it's happened before. I think you'll bring it to life. Okay. Um, you've certainly um, you've certainly I'm gone committed. for the look. You've committed. committed to the look. Uh, a couple of weeks <laughs> before be filming, committed. you're going to be living the part, aren't you? <laughs> Uh, we've had Ooh, Are You Lonesome tonight. I'm, I'm happy <laughs> That's with that. very good. We'll take that. That's very, very that nice. That was a lovely one. Who was that one um, from? I think that, was that was from Stephen in Hackney and a couple of other people Reverend, as well. Uh, the Reverend Phil Richardson gave us that as well. Jed the cabbie's given me my favourite, which is mm. Are You Launston Tonight? That's very are good. Are You Launston Tonight? Uh, Daz in Mabelston wants you to do uh, the, the, of course, the, end the set with American True Truro. Trurology, nearly works, Trurology, Daz, doesn't quite work. Uh, what have you had thrown at you? Um, apparently, Pink, yes, you crazed to throw uh, unusual items onto the stage. We'll, we'll find out from Matt what he's had thrown at him. Oh, yeah. I meant it probably more in the Tom Jones envelope, <laughs> but we'll find out. Uh, what was thrown at you? Whilst my husband, says Laura, was enjoying a uh, lovely peaceful afternoon fishing, he was clobbered in the head by a dirty nappy in a nappy sack from a passing Oof. car on a nearby bridge. Mm. Who does He's that? chucking it out pigs, of the wind. These Get people. rid of that. There we Who are. Does that? Speaking of pigs, thank you, Laura. Ian in Peebles, 1985 at the Monsters of Rock concert. Oh. Monsters of Rock yeah. at Castle Donington. Me and my mate were standing in amongst 85,000 other mad rockers watching Motley Crue. Yeah. He'd just started their set and my mate suddenly staggered forward. He'd been hit on the shoulder by a pig's head. <laughs> <laughs> really? Was picked up and then flung further forward in the crowd until eventually the lead singer, Vince, held it aloft on the stage. Really? Yeah, really they're is. not really the sort of audience for a pig's head, are they? You want it to be a bit head. more death metal don't you? I mean, a band who are a bit more into not that. Exactly a beach ball not going very, going round at, you know. Not very rock and roll, is it? <laughs> How you smuggle a pig's head into a gig as well? Maybe you take the full pig in live. Oh, uh, yeah. While oh, you're no, there, Charlie, that's Sacrifice dark. it to that, the Motley Crew gods. That's uh, that's, that's rock. That's Horses of rock. That's 
is quite dark. No, then on that note, uh, I've got a I've got a West Country corner for you a little okay, bit. Okay, well, maybe I could nice. do that. Maybe I could do that. Uh, very, I'll do that a little bit later on for you. Charlie, I was going to tell you about. You, you know, we've got a puppy. Re- we do this is us chatting. Is it this bit? Paul, yeah, we're not I've going got, to anyone. I've got are we? dog news. You want? Oh, dog yeah, news? I'll have a dog news, and I'll tell you my puppy story. Um, and you've got a new dog, a new yeah, Labrador new, puppy. Yeah, lovely. Um, and have, have you played any music yet in the house uh, with the dog? Well, I do. I walk around and, you know, I'm noisy, Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walk around the house singing, walk around the house. I whistle, I'm a big whistler. Right. I'm a very annoying person. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) tell me about it. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of whistling. And of course, every time I whistle, of course, dog's ears are. Oh, you think he's going for a walk? Yeah, he's up for it. Come by. Well, um, starts shepherding the kids around new, new survey <laughs> yeah <laughs> getting them in a pen <laughs> new survey oh lovely uh, dogs like jazz and folk music oh, apparently they? but they don't like hip hop which is a bit of a blow oh, because you, you quite big, like a bit I like a bit well, I like folk, I like folk um, and jazz though, they don't like heavy metal although they would nah, like a pig's head they, they, they love like a dog. pig's head nothing uh, a yeah, dog would like more they asked um, they asked uh, dog owners apparently a, a company to use a dog fitness tracker to monitor how relaxed their pets were when they listened to different genres of music mm-hmm. uh, the fit bark yeah probably not a real thing um, and they played a bit of Bob Dylan to them and that kept the dogs calm oh, I bet they love that yeah, yeah yeah probably in the acoustic era they wouldn't have been booing the dogs <laughs> going mad when he got that electric guitar out um, and uh, jazz they quite like jazz do they? Probably at the kind of more dinner jazz end. You think dogs. more in, you know, anything with food involved? If it's Labrador, Charlie Barker, jazz. of course. Charlie, oh, don't Charlie do, Barker. We don't want your dog. We do based. want. We, we want do dog not. jazz people. No, That's we what we want. Don't. Um, <laughs> pop came third um, after jazz and uh, classical music. Do they like that? Oh, they like dogs that, like uh, classical. I mean, oh, this is nice. I mean, I don't know how many people. Are involved well, we have had in trouble. We've got this puppy, Paul. He's ten. Yeah. He's ten weeks old. Yeah. It's like having a newborn, to be honest. Oh, yeah. I'm full of regret at times. But anyway. Uh, Keep uh, you awake at night, waking uh, up about five in the morning. There's a lot of whining. in the night, right? Yeah. So, but what we've, we've, last couple of nights. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> really didn't need to know that, Charlie. <laughs> what I do in my private time's yeah. up to me. Yeah. Um, uh, in the middle of the night. So, but we found a way. We've tricked him the last couple of nights. Right. Because I did, really? I will admit, I did spend one night. Mm. I, one night, uh, one <laughs> night, lay out a sofa bed next to his uh, hutch, cage, yeah. whatever you call it, crate, mm. call it, and I slept the night there. So when he woke up, I was there. And I, I did that. Wasn't right. he aware of your presence and kept waking up? No, 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 he loved it because he'd wake up and he'd see I was there and he'd go back to sleep. Oh, okay. They're pack animals, Paul. Yeah, it's what we were told to do. Separation anyway, anxiety. I thought, I'm not doing this every night. Yeah. Anyway, now we've um, escaped from Alcatraz, it. Really? So we've, we've put, set the bed up. Put like a dummy and like a football as a head. <laughs> really? Yeah. Fantastic. And the last two nights worked a treat. It's like Escape from Alcatraz. You must have yeah, seen this. Yeah, of course I have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I went East there. I got, I got the Did real you? story. Yeah. Went there. Yeah. We've done it anyway. What an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot. Thought he's fallen for it two nights in a row. So he's probably listening. Like... He'll know now. He'll know. He's yes, listening. He's clever. Oh, he's I'll do that tonight. Yeah. He's, absolutely not. Does no he sound way. like Tommy Cooper? <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> said, I feel like a dog. He said, get on the couch. I said, I'm blanket. not allowed. <laughs> football blanket, blanket football. He said, stick your tongue out the window. I said, will it help? He said, no, I don't like my neighbours. <laughs> <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Time then for a little light relief. Well, I say that because we're about to speak to Andy. But uh, time for a little light relief <laughs> as we bring you the birthday spread. A simple yeah. game in which we play every week and you play along at home. You tell us, of course, and tell us how you're getting on. But we have ten birthdays from this week and it's Andy Jacobs' job to collate them yeah. and come up with a little funny 
Yeah, a little, a little joke. A little humourable line. Very funny. For each uh, birthday, which he which he generally does. Um, and there's a margin of error that will build as myself and Charlie try and guess the ages of these people, some of which we'll know, some we won't. And the one with the shortest margin of error at the end of the ten birthdays is the winner. We alternate. The person that won last week goes first. Ch- uh, was that you, Charlie? Were you? Did you you won last week. I won the week before. Ah, OK, fair enough. And here he is, Andy Jacobs. Hi, Andy. You enjoying the cricket? Oh, I've decided to become Australian that I can't take it any longer. you got your baggy Wearing, green on, I've got it? my baggy green on. Honestly, oh. this is the day we've completely and finally lost the Ashes. This is the worst day of the series. This is the worst performance by England for a long, long time. Australia should have been 180 all out. I mean, the fielding, the bowling, too short on advantageous conditions. I mean, but Root, I mean. If you can't catch that, you might as well give up playing cricket. You really should. I mean, it's just not worth it, is it? I mean, pointless. It's quite Absolutely. troubling. I'm, we're looking at Andy now via YouTube, yeah. and you can see him. YouTube. He's wearing the baggy. He's oh, proudly he's wearing the baggy is. green. This is treachery. Now I'm just going to throw it in the loo. There we go. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> oh dear, that's fantastic. So wow. Um, yes. Yeah, I'm already in a good mood. No, no, it's dreadful. I think it stems. I think it stems from the the, uh, the the declaration in the first test, Andy. I think just that absolute yeah. giving them. We gave them an inch, and ever since then we've absolutely given them the ashes, handed it we to have. them. We've handed to them. We've been the better. We've put down. 13 catches, one stumping, and two wickets off no balls. That's 16 dismissals. That's almost a whole test match worth of dismissals mm. gone. You can't win a test match. You can't win anything playing like that. Baz or any ball, you know, that is yeah. just pathetic, and there's no other word for it. Well, it's a disgrace. Uh, well, I'm sure we'll touch on this. It's all unfolding. Are you able to watch while we do the birthday spread, Andy? Do you have the cricket no, in front I'll of No, I stopped watching about half an hour ago. I couldn't watch it. I was going to punch my television. <laughs> 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 worth watching. Anyway, no, I'm giving up now. They won't work. You just I'll come in. I'll come in at the end of the fifth test because it's all over. They're going to win five nil, and we will we'll have been the better team. It's pathetic. Well, absolutely. Okay. Ridiculous. Well, thank you, caller. There we are. Hundred pounds worth of uh, vouchers <laughs> for Andy. Um, Jeff Peters, not rather less skin in the game in the nerves. Yeah. Well, he's a busy man. He's got a whole staff of people. He has of course, to yeah, he's got to get that phone. Do all the stats. Do all the stats. Because there's games of all those people you hear in the background there. You can hear those voices. <laughs> This game is played at this time around the world oh. by different... It's a franchise. Yeah. Many, different, many different uh, We made a fortune stations. out of it. Exactly, it's a, it's yeah. a franchise, and it's played in, you know, be people in Kuala Lumpur playing it, yeah. and somebody has to... So there's equivalents of Jeff Peters you're hearing in yeah, that hubbub yeah, yeah, in the yeah. background. That's right. But they don't do toppers. They know They know not to do the they toppers. I think, I think given the mood Andy's in today, that I, I, I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm not... Oh, I'm don't be doing any toppers. I'm not going to touch any And no topper special. By the way, Paul... Paul has won the last two right. um, okay. and actually won eight of the last ten uh, and mm. leads, Elvi- uh, leads Charlie 48-27 <laughs> overall in uh, this incredible competition we call the birthday spread. Am I right in saying this is the first televised, well, YouTube televised the first YouTube birthday spread? Good afternoon, everybody on YouTube Good watching. Afternoon. And it'll change it. Uh, I've got you guys on the telly and it's a little, I mean, I, I, fortunately for the viewers, I'm not in vision, but uh, I've got you guys all on the uh, all on the telly in front of me, and Charlie, you look amazing. It's also the first ever birthday spread in colour. 
It is. That's right. It was always in black and it's white. It's always been in black it? and white. So uh, uh, Andy nice. has introduced Daddles the Duck, oh, the, uh, the famous duck that used to walk across the screen of the TV coverage in uh, of Australia. I bought him that when I went to Oz. Yeah, I'm guess getting him ready for England's innings. Yeah. <laughs> in Walking these across the screen. Anyway, we've added puppets now. Uh, Pele and Sergio Mendes always join us at this point, and here oh. they are. First birthday, Andy, of, to me. Who is it? It is the dressage rider, Olympic gold medalist from 2012, Carl Hester. Carl Hester. Oh, yeah. And at one time, Carl was an agent for young snooker players, actually, to attend private parties, play the guests, do a few trick shots. At one point, party I organised, we had Mark Selby. Yes, I booked the jester from Hester. Oh, that's very good. That's very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Was he wasn't that young, was he, Carl? Sorry if you're listening, Carl. But mm, they're always prob- not, normally a bit older, aren't they? The yeah, old. Yeah. Um, I'll go. You've got to save up for the horse. Forty. Yeah. <laughs> Forty-nine. <laughs> maybe. Save up. Make me self love. Forty-nine. <laughs> Thank you, Elvis. <laughs> you could do a blue act as well. Yeah, I understand. For the dads. Something for the dads now. Do a blue act. The blue book. Uh, yeah. Okay. For, uh, did I say? Did I say forty-nine? Forty-nine. Forty-nine. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, Fifty-three. 56. Oh, wow. Okay. 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 What's okay. that down to the scores, Jeff? Good start for Charlie. Charlie 3, Paul 7. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Here we go. The Back. songwriter and lyricist, he wrote Downtown, Tony Hatch. Ooh. Tony Hatch. And he, he came for lunch, actually. I made him some really lumpy soup. I didn't think he'd be able to swallow it, but it was good to see it go down the hatch. Yeah, mm, nice. Tony nice. Hatch. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. Hatch of the day. <laughs> 82. I think he might be a bit older than that, but not no. much. Uh, I could be 90, Tony. I, 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 yeah, 90. Mm-hmm. 84. Oh, oh, sorry, Tony, if you're listening. You'll yeah, <laughs> be, be delighted with that. Yeah. I had one very eggy phone call with him years ago. I don't think that would have uh, that would have made it any better. So, um, what's the scores, Andy? Uh, no. Oh, no, sorry, Jeff. I'm, I'm getting come watching the cricket. So. <laughs> what's the that. scores, Jeff? Ball six out onto 13. Oh. Charlie, two out, on to five. Okay. Wow, good start, good start Charlie. Well done, Elvis. Okay, well, here we go. Uh-huh. go on, okay, Andy. it's the violinist, Anne-Sophie Mutter. Anne-Sophie Mutter. Good to, good to see her back. Have you, has, has it come around already? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think so. She, she was in, uh, actually at an evening of Cockney festivities with the England rugby player Mike Brown. Unfortunately, during the hokey-cokey, she accidentally caught him right in the unmentionables with both patellas. We were all knees-up mutter brown. <laughs> uh, Come old, on. A, a reworking of an, a, an yeah, old birthday lovely. spread uh, regular. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I can never know. remember how old she is. I don't even know who she is. 82. <laughs> 81. 60. Oh, no, sorry, no, Sophie. We we're really out there. Yeah. Well, okay. the scores are, the scores have now gone. Paul thirty-five, Charlie oh, twenty-six. Bad. Wow, this is quite bad. poor scoring. Really I'm sure scoring. the listeners are putting us to shame. We'll find out shortly. Uh, next up, Charlie. Of course, here we go. Okay, Charlie's the oceanographer and marine explorer Robert Ballard. Robert Ballard. And over the years, I've often joined him on uh, underwater marine-like exploration. I love the diving with Bob Ballard. Oh. <laughs> no idea. I'm so, I'm no Robert could be anything. Could yeah, it could be anything. Could be absolutely anything. That's the quiz. Say diving with Bob Ballard. Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Sixty-eight. Seventy-eight. Eighty-one. Oh, I did need to claw a few back. There we are. You. Well, in the lead. Well, yeah. What happens there? Paul, yeah, Paul, you have moved into the lead. Three out. You move on to thirty-eight. Charlie was thirteen 
out on that one. And on 39, Ooh. one in it as we go into birthday number five. Diving with Bob Ballard, was it? Yeah, I think that's D what the payoff Diving was. with yeah. Bob Ballard. Bob will be pleased with all these yeah, mentions. Lovely. Yeah. Um, enjoy that. So, yeah, so, wow, that's that. It, it, it's high scoring, high but scoring it's quite not tight. great. Uh, I'll take this in at half time, then going first. What have we got, Andy? Uh, it's the Labour MP for Ealing North from 97 to 2019, Stephen Pound. Oh, yeah. Stephen Pound. And I remember a classic celebrity boxing match. Well, there we are. That was this afternoon show. Uh, we'll reconvene uh, tomorrow. Okay, but uh, myself and Charlie. But Andy will be here for the birthday spread. We do hope you can join us from one. We'll have a cricket yeah. 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 as well. Very good. Course, That's good. So, yeah. so, yes, join us from one if you can. If not, as always, the podcast will be available oh, at four. Thanks for listening. I don't want to lose out. No, don't. Be have the courage of your convictions, 70. Charlie. Oh, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Regal. That's oh, ridiculous. Regal's dead. 75. Oh, OK. <laughs> well, so, at, at the halfway stage, yeah. it is quite high scoring. Mm. It is Paul, 42, Charlie, 44. Okay. Do you want me to cheer you up a bit, Andy? Yes. Mitch Marsh has just got his century. That's nice. Isn't it? <laughs> Congratulations to the got, Marsh family. You've got to feel good for the lad, haven't you? Really? Marsh, oh yeah, tremendous. A man not <laughs> generally known for his batting goes out and gets a century. Century. Like that. Yeah. Joe yeah. Root hugged him, has he? Joe Root <laughs> hugged him. Well, they are mates. They are old mates. But I mean, yeah, they're thrilled about it. He's thrilled for him. So there we are. Forty-two, forty-four. Tell us how you're getting on Talksport.com. Text eight and eighty-nine. Tweet T S H and J. We'd uh, love to hear from you. And uh, we'll bring you the second half in a few moments' time. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Um, listeners doing rather well. One of them, yeah. Mike from Barry. I'm halfway in on ten. That's really well done, impressive. Mike. That's good. Thirty-seven. Says stuff. Jonathan, the crew fan in sale. They look it up, there, don't they? Have people at home, they Google it. Yeah, um, we, we can't. <laughs> also, they can make it up, can they? We don't check. Ballard did for me on eighteen. Beat Charlie for us, Paul. Oh yeah, no, cheers, nice. Jonathan. Thanks, Thanks mate. That's the crew. Um, he's a crew fan, that's why. Make they sure bought, Charlie... They bought Rodney Jack off us, crew. Uh, one of the listeners, Andy the Chelsea fan, senior glasses. Make sure Charlie's not wearing, like, mirrored trick glasses so he's got all the answers behind him. <laughs> well, not so. so far, is it? But no, maybe that's, my, so maybe okay, that's my tactic. 42-44, I'm two in the lead. Charlie kicks us off at the second half. Here we are. OK, here Next we birthday. go. Yes, it's the novelist. He wrote Such a Long Journey in 1991, Rohinton Mystery. Uh. And uh, I, I know Rohinton quite well. I'll we'll never forget a cricket match we were playing in. Our team needed a wicket off the final ball, and they needed two to win. My ball looked like a long hop, but it dipped like one of Swanee's, and the batter could only sky it. It went straight to Rowan at deep mid-wicket, who proceeded to put it down. They ran two, and the match was lost. I was spitting feathers. I wanted to murder mystery. Uh, <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were reading his book for a minute. Thinking to do the whole of the first yeah, it was couple of chapters, day, wasn't it? Yeah. I thought it was quite. I quite enjoyed it. I got, I, quite I got sucked in. I almost Ted, needed a Ted <laughs> Almost needed a bit of background music yeah. on it. It was like audible. Yeah, could have done yeah. with a bit, a bit of sweet little mystery. <laughs> Red, yeah, they could have done that. Oh, yeah, that's next okay. year. Sweet. So, little Mr. Charlie, well, when was that book out? You said 1991. Oh yeah. I'd like to bring it back to sport. That's yeah, that's good. I get that's it. Good. I get it. Rohinton yeah, mystery. I'm going to say 76. 76. 76. Yeah. That's a good guess. I was Thank thinking you, around that. Appreciate it. Um, I'm going to go 74. 71. Oh, Ooh. well done, Paul. Very good. Okay. So what's that done to the scores, Jeff? Paul, you extend your lead mm. by two. So you're on 45. Charlie, 49. Four to go. Okay, here we go. Back to me then, kicking us off. Okay. Uh, it's the actor. Uh, she's in Barbie. It's her latest movie. Oh, yeah. Loads of movies. Formerly in Neighbours. Margot Robbie. Margot, Margot Robbie. Robbie. Yeah. 
And she's yeah. a really keen footballer, actually. One of the most aggressive, ugliest, niggliest players I've ever seen. Wow. She always leaves she always leaves her foot in, which is why they call her Robbie Fowler. Oh, oh very good. Robbie Savage. Robbie, yeah. All right. Both good, good ideas. Yeah, Other are. Robbies are available. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, uh, Margot. Well, Margot Robbie. It's been around a long time, hasn't she? Mm. She seems to have been, but she still looks young, and I'm sure Ooh, is young. Yes. 30... Robbie Keane. Yeah, other oh, Robbies are, are, are Lovely, available. Yeah. 30... <laughs> I'm doing my own toppers. Yeah. 37. <laughs> I think she's a bit older. Hollywood star, Paul, isn't she? Yeah. Big Hollywood star playing playing Barbie. Yeah. Margot Robbie. 37, Rare anyone's given... It's rare in Hollywood that women, Paul, and this is a disgrace about... One of the disgraces yeah. about Hollywood is rare that they are given a lead Top. part over 40. Yeah. That isn't like a nana. Okay. You know? All right. Get off saying that, I'm going to say 38. <laughs> 38, OK. Oh, yeah. You've done a 33. Oh, really? Oh, Sorry, yeah. Margot. Just, That's what I mean. She's got such a body of work. Yeah, exactly. Well, Sorry, Margot, well, like she's listening. Oh, yeah, talk sport every afternoon. Especially the Aussies doing well. She'll be loving yeah, here, Andy. Yeah, Meltdown, yeah. won't she? Margot Robbie's <laughs> tuned in to hear Andy going yeah. there. He was spewing. I loved it. Anyway, what's, uh, what's next? In the uh, ute. The, the, gap, the, scores? the yeah. gap extends to five. It's Paul 49... Charlie, 54. I'm happy okay. with that. It's fine. I don't mind that. It's pretty, pretty, pretty close. Yeah, I don't mind go. it. Next one. Okay, he's the conductor laureate from the Philharmonia Orchestra in London, Essa Pekka Salonen. <laughs> Essa Pekka Salonen. And he was drinking uh, quite heavily, actually, when he was discovered by the head of music at the Royal Philharmonic, Sir Peter Piper. Yes, Peter Piper picked a piece of pickled pecker. Blimey, blimey. What does he do, Essa Peckinen? S Housery. S Housery. Conductor Laureate, Philharmonia Orchestra. Still is, yeah. Still is. Still is, currently, yeah. It's been a wicked Andy. I can cheer you up. We'll hold that answer as we do cross to Henningley. John Norman has the details. Yeah, 240 for five. Mitchell Marsh has gone right at the end of one of the most punishing and depressing sessions of test cricket that England have endured in many, many years. England have been so far second best, it's untrue. And to think they started it with the crowd behind them, four wickets in, a still new ball and so much hope. And uh, despite that dismissal of Mitchell Marsh, who's been caught via an inside edge onto his pad, the ball ballooning up to Zach Crawley at second slip. It's been the drops that have cost England and will haunt them throughout this test match, probably, and throughout the series. Uh, Wokes with the breakthrough late in the day, but it cannot disguise for the fact that England have come into this test series um, and they have dropped catches uh, consistently throughout the first and second and through to the third test matches. And you cannot win tests in such uh, close games when you give up so many opportunities. And when it comes to opportunity, well, Mitchell Marsh has taken it. He was only playing because of a uh, of an injury to Cameron Green, got the call up late, um, and he's made it count. He played no fear cricket, but in truth be told, England went too short and they went too full. And he just pulled or smashed. 118 from 118 balls. It's just come to a close. But I think that Australia already over the hill, far away. Travis Head also reprieved. He's still there on 39. Uh, England have struck with the final ball of the session. Australia go in at T, 240 for five. Ashes update on TalkSport with Thatcher's Gold Cider. Perfection in every drop. Please drink responsibly.
We'll have a chat with the Males cricket writer Paul Newman at tea and get his take on what he's seen this afternoon. Yeah. Uh, it was interesting, Andy, I don't know if you spotted that Chris Wokes went straight up and high-fived Joe Root as if to say, I've got him for you. Yeah, about 106 runs <laughs> too late. <laughs> He's not happy. That, I don't know. He wasn't embarrassed. Died yes, in embarrassment. Celebrating that, really. Honestly, died. mate. Don't even celebrate. I mean, yes. that is pathetic. Honestly, there's got to be a t-shirt just... range. The Andy, that is yeah, pathetic. Lovely. What's t-shirt the point? Yeah, the, what's yeah. the point? That is pathetic t-shirt. Hands <laughs> available. Essa Pekka Sena. What's his oh, name? Yeah. But even even John. I mean, even John's admitted. Even it. He's John just said. Well, you know, he's normally reasonably optimistic. He just said the ashes are gone, this game's gone. They, they should have been 180 all out. We won't make this. It's so frustrating. <laughs> it's, it's different if the other team are better than you and they outplay you, well, fair yeah. enough. But when you just keep continually giving them the advantage, you might as well just give up. Essa, <laughs> that's the, that is really what basketball's all about, just give up. Essa, yeah, Pekka, well. Pekka Salonen. Essa um, Pekka, who is it? Who is it? Oh, yeah, Who's, first? Yeah. Who's first? Who's first? See or Paul? Um, it's Charlie. Charlie. I think he's 86. 84. Cheat. Keep your pecker up. 65. Oh, sorry. Oh, We've God. really aged him. Well, it's very poor scoring. What's the scores, um, Jeff? <laughs> yeah, just uh, working out the oh, difference. So, on. Paul, 19 out yeah. on that one. Moves on to 68. Mm. Charlie, 21 out. Dear God, on to 75. So, seven in it, two to go. Okay, two to go. Back to me. Here we go, Andy. Okay, the mezzo-soprano, Bridget Fassbender. Bridget Fassbender. And uh, we went on a massive pub crawl in Leicester with their Belgian centre-half. Yeah, we were absolutely slaughtered. It was a real bout Fassbender. (laughs) So bad. Yeah, nice. Michael Fassbender. Uh, Don't take the Michael. um, Could have gone with that. Yeah, could have done. Uh, 73. I haven't got a clue, Charlie. Not a clue, she is. Can you tell me what? Can you give me a Mezzo, description again? Mezzo, Mezzo soprano. soprano. That's it, that's all we've got. What do you say? 73. And what am I behind? Uh, you are, um, that's not Se- much in it. Seven. seven. Seven behind. Okay, I'll just say 76 then. She's 84. Okay, oh, see, it was Charlie. nice, wasn't it? Nice little tap. That was well played, Charlie. So we're going to the last one. I think Charlie in the lead. Is that right? No, I don't no? think so. No, no. About no, four don't behind. be daft. Oh, okay. yeah. uh, Paul, 11 out onto 79. Charlie, right. 8 out onto 83. So oh. four in it yeah, going into the final. So one. four Perfect. in it, and I have to go first. Exactly so what you've I want. Yeah, played it very well. You've played it very Lovely well. Lovely bit of Elvis tactics. Here we go then. Last birthday, Andy. Okay, it's the actress. She was in On the Waterfront and North by Northwest. <laughs> it's Eve Marie Saint. Oh, yeah. Marie Saint. I used to love going around for lunch, which would be served by her classically traditional British butler. It was always a treat to see Saint and Jeevesy. I'd say she's got to be getting on. Funny, with respect. She's got to be about about 92, hasn't she? I'm going to go 92. I'm going to say 97. She is, in fact... 99. Oh! Uh-huh. Yes, that, those, that yeah, Elvis yeah. look. It's made it really gave me confidence. Spread. Really yes. gave me confidence give to us, win. Give us the final score. I thought I played nicely then, did you, Paul? Yeah, you played it very well I thought I played well, really well. I thought yeah. the jokes were excellent today, Andy. Really like you oh, put yeah, some effort into nice it. nice now. Jeff's yeah. toppers were actually really good this week. There weren't any. There Very weren't good. any. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Charlie, because now it's on YouTube, I was waiting you to hold up a bit of paper going, eat it! Yeah, well, actually, I'm the first winner in televised, and that's all we remember, yeah, isn't that's it? that's all people televised remember. Televised birthday telly. spread. Not about it's radio. Fi- it's finished 86-85, yeah. so it's 48-28 overall. Brilliant, yes. what a game. Thank you, Jeff. We'll catch up with you next week. Cheers.
Enjoy the rest of the afternoon. The wicket's going to start tumbling now after tea, Andy, so right. stick with it. Keep the faith. No, it's too late now. It's gone. Oh, OK. It's, it's, it's gone. gone. Well, see the duck there. Nice, nice look at the duck there, Andy. Thank we'll, you very we'll much. We'll pick this up tomorrow. On YouTube. Good to talk to you. Thanks very much. Yes, Andy Jacobs back with me tomorrow. There we are. Sure. I, won that. I won that, Paul. What a little rare sunshine he is. Nice, wasn't um, it? Nice for me to win that. You yeah, don't, well, well you don't seem Charlie. to want to talk no, about I, it. No, I, I, we've got to move on because there's cricket to discuss. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was how it all unfolded this afternoon. Uh, I'll reconvene with Andy tomorrow. Charlie, you're back on Saturday. With Saturday, mo- Saturday morning, 10 to 1 with Max Rushton. Brilliant. With the warm-up. Do hope you can join us tomorrow. Simon Brodkin, Omid Jalili, Stan Collymore, Clips of the Week. If not, the podcast will be available, as always, at 4. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.